Hello and good evening, JRPG fans. Welcome to the JRPG Report. This is episode 85. It's a bit later in the day than I'm used to recording on Thursday, but life happens. Six sick kids happen. Computer problems happen. Work delays <laughs> happen. So it's been the uh, the full gauntlet of things today. But I want to get into the show because we actually have a very interesting podcast this week. Um in this line of, uh, I don't know, this world, sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get. And uh, I I never thought that I would want to lead the podcast with a mobile game. But that day has happened. I had three, three things I want to uh, really potentially lead with. And this one won out as it's the one I'm most excited about. And I know you guys are like, ah, it's a mobile game. What are you talking about, James? It's crazy. But this is the Nino Cooney mobile game. And uh, Netmarble and Level 5 have released their first trailer information and screenshots for the mobile massively multiplayer online RPG Nino Cooney Crossworlds. This went on at the G-Star 2019. Uh, and it's confirmed that this will come out... Um, next year on iOS and Android devices in the second half of 2020 in Japan. So this is the very beginnings of it, but uh, we still got a ways to go if and ever we even get a Western release for this one. I'd be really disappointed if they didn't. So let's talk about what they let us know today. Uh, this is the about. They say Level 5 and Netmarble have teamed up for a new adventure set in the world of Nino Kuni. Uh, with beautiful cell shaded graphics, high quality cutscenes, and many songs that made up the Nino Kuni series, you can feel like you are going on a journey in the animation. Nino Kuni Crossworld is being developed on Unreal Engine 4 by the core development staff of Lineage 2 Revolution. It is a real time hack and slash battle system. Uh, there are a total of five character classes at this point. The Witch, Swordman, Rogue, Engineer, and Destroyer. Um, player versus enemy options include main quest, request, special dungeons, advent dungeons, fantasy, slash trial labyrinth, field, slash world bosses, kingdom defense, familiar expeditions, and more. Player versus player options include a Warrior Backgrounds, Sky Island Battles, Kingdom Battles, Kingdom Invasions, Relic Battlefield, Throne Battles, Familiar Expeditions as well. Um, this is still you know, very much a mobile game, but you guys really want to check out the trailer as, man, it looks solid. It looks really, really good, and uh, you can really see that, indeed, Unreal Engine 4 is behind this one. So here's kind of the backdrop to the story. They say the protagonist is a beta tester for, quote, Project N, a virtual reality game developed by the Miria Cap Company, a major corporation in the world of Ichinankuni. Remember, that's what they call the real world. The protagonist was chosen out of hundreds of applicants. The game world of Project N is a fantasy world called Nino Kuni. The protagonist begins a battle against an army of monsters led by Leviat, who attacked the, quote, nameless kingdom. 
The protagonist fights the monster army alongside Shia, the queen of the kingdom. But Levant's unreasonable power leads Queen Shia to open a dimensional rift for the protagonist and a fairy named Ku to escape. They emerge somewhere around the kingdom of Evermore and set off an adventure to rebuild the nameless kingdom and save the queen. So, yeah, this... You know, I'm, I don't want to be too excited about a mobile game, but it's set in the world. I really enjoyed it. Um, as much as I was kind of disappointed with Nino Kuni 2 um, and loved Part 1 much more, um, I just I really like this idea. It sounds like a really uh, cool little game with some interesting... The, the character designs is, is straight on. The familiar designs look very much like Part 1. But with a um, part two, more battle system to it, but having that MMORPG um, feel to it. There's definitely the kingdom building, but it looks a little bit different than they did it in part two, just from what I can see uh, so far. Um, I don't know. Well, we got a long ways to go uh, before we get anything close to. Um, you know, even getting over here into the West, but I'm just, I'm excited about it. And, uh, hopefully this kind of leads towards, um, maybe, maybe they're trying out some things in this one to see what they want to do direction wise for part three, assuming there's going to be a part three. We'll just have to wait and see, but I was excited about that and want to kind of lead with it. Um, the other two, Stories I want to go to. We did have a, uh, we had a couple stories about Persona Five Royal. Well, okay, so we had <laughs> we had one story about Royal. We had two stories about Scrambles, uh, <laughs> Scrambles. So let's do um, first Royal. They released a new trailer showcasing the downloadable content. Um, there is going to be uh. Some some various ones, but the main thing was that there's going to be um, challenge battles against the Persona Q2 uh, cast, Persona 3, and 4 protagonist challenge battles. Now, this is coming out November, actually today, in Japan. We'll wait and see, obviously, what they plan to do here in the West. So I thought that was pretty interesting. As far as Scramble, we got a whole bunch of information about Sophia. And uh, if you saw my post on the Facebook page, uh, my immediately re- uh, immediate response was, hey, it kind of looks like Chie from, uh, from P4. Uh, that was kind of just the screenshot that came along with, with that announcement last week. Uh, the more you look at it, it's obviously it's not far from it. Her hair is a different color. And so she's kind of, she has uh, two pigtails that are hearts it's <laughs> that go along with her red hair it is a very um interesting character to say the least um they say that uh what does it say she is oh goodness a mysterious girl the protagonist and others encounter in the world version of uh Shibina. It seems she seems to have all forgotten her memory, except for her goal to become a good friend to humans. So obviously, she is some sort of AI um, character. Uh, 
She is often giddy and mysterious, but her goal to become a good friend to humans is genuine. In order to accomplish that, she works hard to support the protagonist and company. She can fight with shadows using abilities that resemble a persona. She's a character full of mystery, including the reason why she is in that other world. Uh, There's a couple of trailers that really showed her in battle, and she looks like a lot of fun to control. Um, Codename uh, Sophie in battle. Her outfit extends and covers her head, and her hairstyle changes. She fights using yo-yos, allowing her to swiftly attack a wide range of enemies. For her gun attack, she, of course, uses a blaster. Sophie fights using floating objects called pithos, which are similar to Persona. She uses techniques of the same property as blessed type skills. And in addition to healing type skills that support her friends, she also has skills that can weaken enemies. So there was yeah, good information about this uh, Sophia character. Um, they they re kind of uh, reemphasized uh, Joker's skills as well, but we've we've been over those and we kind of know what's going on with joker so if you want to check out that new set of trailers head over to the facebook page and give us a a like over there Uh, and you can join lee who gave us a fresh like this week on facebook we appreciate that sir um the other kind of big long story we're going to save that for for last let's get into some of these quicker uh Quick hits, as we like to call them. Um, Coming out tomorrow, Pokemon Sword and Shield is finally being released. They released what they called the final trailer. So I'm sure there will be some of you waiting in line somewhere to pick this up at midnight tonight. Good luck to all you Pokemon fanatics. If you are still on the fence about it, you can check out this final trailer. I'd imagine you pretty much got your mind made up <laughs> uh, by now. In other Switch news, Nintendo released version 1.1 update for Fire Emblem Three Houses, as well as Wave 3 of the Expansion Pass downloadable content. Wave 3 includes additional quests, more unit, and a new sauna. Ooh. Players can recruit Ana by completing a special quest, earn the new sauna and the ability to interact with animals through new quests, Equip maid and butler battalions and dress up as most of the students in new types of <clears throat> new types of attire. So yeah, there's a whole good grief. There are a ton of fixes that have gone on uh, to the Fire Emblem Three Houses world. You can have more save files, monster outfits in battle, and more. You got that link to the complete list of fixes. And on the Facebook page, this would take me a while to go through all those. So uh, if you're not a fan, you don't want to read me. (laughs) Don't want to listen to me sit here reading uh, patch fixes. That's boring. A interesting looking title. Um, This one uh, is from developer Sunnyside. They released a new trailer for Little Witch in the Woods, a witch life fantasy RPG planned for release on PC in winter of 2020 with a potential PS4 and Switch version to follow. So here is the gist of this one. They say, to graduate witch school, the little witch Ellie goes to work as an apprentice in a witch's house. When Ellie arrived at the witch's house, all she saw was a worn-out village 
worn out house with a village that looked like four or five people used to live there. Here starts the story of Ellie trying to get good grades from her graduation in the witch school. Uh, of course, there's the trailer that goes along with that. They say you can live the life of a witch in a fancy world. Unique and fascinating plants, animals, and ecosystem. Explore the fascinating areas around the village. Process ingredients to make various potions, as any good witch would do. You will develop the village, meet various characters and many stories, and you can even meet your lifelong partner, though it may not be human, as they say. So it's got a very um, Nintendo, Super Nintendo type of vibe to the graphical style. Looks pretty interesting. We'll see if that one makes its way to consoles. Uh, Atelier Dusk, the trilogy pack, got a new second trailer for it that includes the Aisha, Esha, and Lodgy games as well as Atelier Shally. Uh, is due out for PS4 and Switch on November 25th in Japan. PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam on January 14th in North America. In Europe, you can also buy these games separately if you don't want to plug down cash for all three at once. So if you want to, if you've not played these games and you're like, hey, what's going on with these ones? Is it like Ryza? Um, it's sort of, but Ryza was definitely a, a major upgrade. So you'll want to uh, look at these old ones and you'll see how they got to Ryza. Sega will host the ninth in Secure Wars Imperial Theater Propaganda Department Report official broadcast in a few days on November 20th at 20 Japan Central Time to 21.30 Japan Central Time, the company announced. we live on YouTube and Periscope. The live stream will feature new Project Secure Wars information revealed for the first time, plus live gameplay of never-before-shown parts of the game will be guest speakers of course uh, project scare wars is due out for ps4 on december 12th in japan and spring 2020 in north america and europe uh, in other mobile game no news romancing saga reuniverse will be available worldwide for ios and android in 2020 Publisher Square Enix announced the smartphone game first launched in uh, Japan last December and has since been downloaded over 15 million times. Romancing Saga Reuniverse is set 300 years after Romancing Saga 3 and follows an original story in which numerous characters from previous games appear. In this series, established spark formation and command selection systems return. Romancing Saga 3 is available now worldwide for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Vita, PC, iOS, and Android. So, I had to, Did you guys catch that? It says, so it's set 300 years after Part 3, in which numerous characters from the previous games appear. How old are these people? Is it like a painting on the wall? <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't played this series of games, but I can't imagine that these are like crazy long-living um, people. I don't, I don't know about that one. 
that's that's due. Anyway, so uh, it's shaping up to be a short podcast. Maybe that's not a bad thing. I've got two more stories I want to kind of throw out there to you guys, but let's take a quick break and have a word from our sponsor. Be right back here on the JRPG Report. All right, guys, we're back. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and every week to the JRPG Report. I truly appreciate it, and I appreciate awesome people like Dalton giving me a... uh, It was officially our first to sign up for listener support. And remember, if you guys sign up, listener support between now and the end of 2019, you will be entered in to win that deluxe copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I need at least five of you guys to sign up, so your odds are going to be pretty darn good about winning an $80 uh, version of this game that we all are just frothing at the mouth to get our grubby little hands on. So one down, need at least four more of you guys. I'll take as many who wants to, but uh, that's the deal. So uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Spectrum, our new subscriber over on the youtube channel you can follow my live streams nightly right now we're running through trails of cold steel 3 i finally got to chapter 2 the other night it's it's kind of slowly moving along there um i was having trouble finding time to to play it and then gosh darn it disney plus goes and comes out (laughs) that's when um i had to catch up on uh that mandalorian man that show is great but um Anyway, back to the JRPG goodness. The other big thing that dropped off was there was a huge story all about Trials of Mana. Um, They detailed uh, characters, classes, prologues, and map mechanics. Uh, This game is coming out in April of next year. So let's kind of get right into it because this is kind of a longer story. And I really want to read the whole thing. Uh, Here is the story of it. Uh, when the world was shrouded in darkness, the goddess of mana drew forth the sword of mana to smite the eight Belevedon's monsters of destruction. She sealed the horrors inside the eight mana stones, bringing the realm back from the brink. Weakened from rebuilding the world, the goddess changed herself into a tree and fell into a deep sleep for many years. However, the force of evils soon sought to free the Benevolidons and gain control of the world. They started a terrible war to further their plot and destabilize the kingdoms. Peace was at an end. Mana itself began to disappear from the world, and the mana tree began to wither. They call this, uh, In the vast world of Charles of Mana, the heroes must travel the endless sea and cross towering mountains to make their world to the next destination. There are friends somewhere in the world that can help you on this difficult journey on foot alone. So, of course, Flammy is back. I believe he's back. Gosh, it's been so long since I played Secret of Mana. But uh, it certainly looks like the uh, dragon that you rode around in in the game. Known as the Winged Defender, Flamey is the emissary of the goddess of Mana, said to protect the mountains and sky. The young dragon can be summoned by the Flamey Drum to fly the party up and around the map. So, I'm like, I'm 99% sure that's what that was. you got to remember, I'd never pl- I didn't play that remake of... Secret of Mana, uh, kind of, that was an easy pass for me. They look like they didn't do that one right, so, like, 99% sure that was called Flamey Drug. You guys are probably yelling at me. I'm sorry. Uh, there's also uh, Vus, Vus, Vuskev, V-U-S-C-A-V. Um, looks like a 
giant turtle-looking creature. The f- party first meets this mysterious ruler of the seas on Boca Island. Though he's usually wary of people, he's surprisingly helpful. Uh, there are spirits in this game. There are beings that will help you encounter that you encounter in a journey and lend you their power. Each of the eight spirits has different traits, powers, and a way of speaking. Uh, you've got fairy, a spiritual seed to the tree of mana. Uh, of course, the spirits of uh, the earth spirit, gnome, water, undine, fire, salamander, wind, jinn. Muna, L- moon is Luna. Wood is dryad. Light, wisp. And shadow is shade. There's different classes in this one. So another way to strengthen your characters besides leveling up is switching classes. New classes allow characters to learn new class strikes and magic spells. When changing a class, you can pick either the light or dark path, depending on how you want to develop the character's abilities. The light and dark classes are proficient in different abilities and attacks. With a light class... Duran can, le- can learn healing magic and equip a shield, making him a balanced fighter. With a dark class, Duran gains lots of attack power and can be unstoppingly strong if properly buffed. So let's dive a little bit into these characters. Uh, the aforementioned Duran is a young swordsman from the kingdom of Balsina. Duran is a proud young soldier from Valencia, Kingdom of the Plains. Though he comes across as hot-headed and ready for a fight, the whole kingdom acknowledges his skill with the blade. Duran has nothing but love for his kingdom and respect for the hero king, a good friend of his departed father, Loki the Golden Knight. And uh, if you guys want to check out this story, of course, I got a link for you. They do a great job with each one of these characters. Um, They break down um, the different... Uh, classes that they can be um, sorted into. So you've got warrior, uh, light knight. Well, okay, they've got knight who is a, um, he is a warrior. That's his default class. And then if you want to go the light path, you'll be a knight. You want to go dark, it's a gladiator. Uh, You can be a liege for the light class or a paladin in the light class, of course. The dark path for class three is duelist and they have one called Ed Edelfrey is a dark class as well. <clears throat> uh, you've got Angela who is the revert. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Get that out of me. The <laughs> Angela is the rebellious princess of Altina kingdom of the magicians. Angela is the only daughter of the true queen of Altina, the snow covered kingdom of magicians. Because Angela's mother hardly spent any time with her as a child, the princess was prone to act out to get attention, wearing gaudy clothes and playing pranks on people in the castle. Despite this, her love for her mother runs deep. Angela never got the hang of casting magic spells, a problem that plagues her <laughs> to this day. That would be a bad thing to to have a problem with if you are a, a kingdom of magicians and you're the princess. So by default, she's a magician. She can also be in the light path. She could be a sorceress. The dark path would be a mysticist. A light path would be an archmage or a div- grand diviner. The dark path would be the magus or the rune seeker. Pretty cool stuff. Kevin, he is the son of the kingdom of the Farlerian beastmen. Kevin is heir to the throne of Fiorlia. 
His father is the king of the beastmen, but his missing mother was a human woman. Kevin's father raised him to be a fighting machine, which affected his social skills. He is unused unused to conversing with humans, which can only make him which can make him hard to understand at times. The ice around the young boy's heart only began to melt after making friends with Carl, the wolf pup. So he is a grappler. Um, is by default he can also be a monk in the light class or a brawler in the dark. The light class has the divine fist and warrior monk. The dark has the fatal fist and enlightened classes. Charlotte is a half-elf young maiden of the holy sin city of Wendell. She is a granddaughter of Wendell's priest of light. She looks much younger than she is thanks to the elfin blood in her veins. Yes, she looks like a very, very small child. Maybe like five. Um, perhaps this is perhaps because of this, she has always been coddled by people who raised her in the temple. Charlotte's bright and outgoing personality can be both an asset and a hindrance. Though curious, she's superstitious and a bit of a scaredy cat. So she's a cleric um, by nature. She can also, in the light path, be a priestess. The dark class could be an enchantress. Uh, she could be a high cleric or a sage in the light class. She could be a necromancer or a warlock in the dark um, dark path. Hawkeye is a noble thief of the Neverland, Nevarland Thief Guild. Hawkeye hails from the desert fortress of uh, Navarro, home to the guild thieves of to a guild of noble thieves. He was raised on the orphan ward of Flockham, the leader together with his own children, Eagle and Jessica. Hawkeye comes across as a laid back and charming young man, making it hard to tell when he's being serious. But at his core, Hawkeye is a fiercely loyal friend. Nothing gets past his home senses and quick wit. So he's a thief, obviously. He, in the light class, he could be a ranger. Dark would be ninja. Light class could be a nomad or a rogue. The dark path would be a ninja master or the night blade. And I believe this is the last one. Um, no, yeah. The last one that you can get in your party, she is, uh, Reese. That's what we're going to go with. The highborn capital of Lawrence Amazon Guard. Reese is a young princess of the mountainous kingdom of Laurent and captain of the renowned Amazon Guard. She has a will of iron and down to earth manner. Though some call her stubborn, Reese is always there to lend a hand to those who need it. She lost her mother as a child and has since been trying to help raise her little brother, Elliot. Her topmost priorities are her father, brother, and the kingdom. So she's an Amazon class. In the light path, she'll be a Valkyrie. The dark will make her a rune maiden. A light class could be a Vandalis, a Vanities, or the Star Lancer. The dark path, she could be a Dragon Master or a Fenir Knight. There is the villain, the Crimson Wizard. Looks like a talented magician with untold dark power. Um, Gormond is a demonic devourer of human sores. He looks pretty terrifying. Belladonna, the faithful servant of his dark majesty. Uh, there is a new feature in the game called Prologue Play. When one of the heroes meets a new friend, you can play the prologue for the character you just met and retrace their past. 
is a system designed to be more of a de- to more deeply convey each character's resolve for going on their journey. Prologue experiences are optional, meaning it can be skipped if you per- prefer not to play it. So that's pretty cool. Um, there are map mechanics, which say there are various challenges to overcome in dungeons and on the field. If you are able to, if you are unable to successfully solve these, we do not be able to move forward. So the game is shaping up fantastically. I was really, uh, really excited to see uh, some more stories. As as I said, I'm a huge fan of Secret of Mana from back in the day. And when I saw that they were remaking this one, I was very excited and wanted to learn much, much more about it. And now we have. <laughs> so the last story I want to talk to you guys about is not a story really at all. It is purely the fact that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus will launch on PS4 in quarter one of 2020 in North America in Europe. Publisher XC Games and Marvel Syrup announced. Uh, it's coming out in January, uh, February 6th, 2020 in Japan. Okay, so that's a fighting game. That's not uh, not what you guys are here for. We're all about the JRPG. So here's the spin on this. Versus is finally coming out, right? So that means Relink is going to be gearing up. This is a small, you know, it's a small company. So you have to imagine there's resources that are going to be that have been tied up in verses that will now be freed to work on relength. Remember, in December they're having that big festival, so I imagine we're going to get a release window announced next month for that. Now, here's my fear: I've not seen anything on relink in quite a while. It my biggest fear is it's going to be pushed back to next generation. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm just, like I said, I'm excited that we finally have a date, um, for versus and then that we can find before we relink again. I'm still extremely looking forward to just hope that it's not going to be, <laughs> um, not that I'm not planning on getting a PlayStation five, but it sure would be nice to have it on the system that I already own. That would be a lot cheaper that way. But we'll wait and see. So, yeah, that kind of a short uh, podcast for you guys. Like I said, a lot of things kind of hit me this today and pushed things back. But um, we'll keep it short and sweet. And we'll be back here next week for hopefully lots more things to talk about. Don't forget to give us a like on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. And uh, follow the links in uh, at the end of the episodes or on the Facebook page or contact me directly and I'll let you know how you can support the podcast and be entered in to win uh, the drawing FF7 Remaster Deluxe Edition. And if you give me a chance, don't forget to head over to where you live or you listen to this podcast and give us a review. That helps bump us up the rankings and make sure more people can hear our podcast every week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in yet again. We'll be back with next week with more fun JRPG report. Until then guys, get back out there and level up.